United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, argued January 9, 2024, decided February 6, 2024. Number 233228, United States of America, Appellee versus Donald J. Trump, Appellant. Appeal from the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. This is a straight reading of the text with only occasional omissions of citations in order to increase clarity. This is number one, the background section. Donald J. Trump was elected the 45th president of the United States on November 8, 2016. He was sworn into office at noon on January 20, 2017, and served until his term expired at noon on January 20, 2021. At that moment, President Trump became former President Trump, and his successor, Joseph R. Biden, became president and began his own four-year term. Although this sequence is set by the Constitution, it did not proceed peacefully. Indeed, from Election Day 2020 forward, the government alleges that President Trump denied that he had lost his bid for a second term and challenged the election results through litigation, pressure on the state and federal officers, the organization of an alternate slate of electors, and other means. His alleged interference in the constitutionally prescribed sequence culminating with a Washington, D.C. rally held on January 6, 2021, the day set by the Electoral Count Act for the Congress to meet in joint session to certify the election results. The rally headlined by President Trump resulted in a march of thousands to the Capitol and the violent breach of the Capitol building. The breach delayed the congressional proceedings for several hours, and it was not until the early morning of January 7th that the 2020 presidential election results were certified, naming Joseph R. Biden as the soon-to-be 46th president. Since then, hundreds of people who breached the Capitol on January 6, 2021, have been prosecuted and imprisoned. And on August 1, 2023, in Washington, D.C., former President Trump was charged in a four-count indictment as a result of his actions, challenging the election results and interfering with the sequence set forth in the Constitution for the transfer of power from one president to the next. Former President Trump moved to dismiss the indictment and the district court denied his motion. Today, we affirm the denial. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become Citizen Trump, with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant. But any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. Number one, background. Former President Trump did not concede the 2020 election and, in the ensuing months, he and his supporters made numerous attempts to challenge the results. Many of their attempts were allegedly criminal. A District of Columbia federal grand jury indicted former President Trump on four criminal counts arising from the steps he allegedly took to change the outcome of the election. One, 
conspiracy to defraud the United States by overturning the election results, two, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, that is, the Congress's certification of the electoral vote, three, obstruction of and attempts to obstruct the certification of the electoral vote, and four, conspiracy against the rights of one or more persons to vote and to have their votes counted. At this stage of the prosecution, we assume that the allegations set forth in the indictment are true. We emphasize that whether the indictment's allegations are supported by evidence sufficient to sustain convictions must be determined at a later stage of the prosecution. The indictment alleges that former President Trump understood that he had lost the election and that the election results were legitimate, but that he nevertheless was, quote, determined to remain in power, end quote. He then conspired with others to cast doubt on the election's outcome and contrived to have himself declared the winner. The indictment charges that he and his co-conspirators allegedly advanced their goal through five primary means. First, they, quote, used knowingly false claims of election fraud, end quote, to attempt to persuade state legislators and election officials to change each state's electoral votes in former President Trump's favor. For example, he and his allies falsely declared, quote, that more than 10,000 dead voters had voted in Georgia, end quote. A new quote, that there had been 205,000 more votes than voters in Pennsylvania. Another quote, that more than 30,000 non-citizens had voted in Arizona. And finally, that voting machines had switched votes from Trump to Biden. Second, then-President Trump and his co-conspirators, quote, organized fraudulent slates of electors in seven targeted states, attempting to mimic the procedures that the legitimate electors were supposed to follow, end quote. They then caused these fraudulent electors to transmit their false certificates to the vice president and other government officials to be counted at the certification proceeding on January 6th. Third, then-President Trump and his co-conspirators pressed officials at the Department of Justice, quote, to conduct sham election crime investigations and to send a letter to the targeted states that falsely claimed that the Justice Department had identified significant concerns that may have impacted the election outcome. Fourth, then-President Trump and his co-conspirators attempted to convince then-Vice President Mike Pence to, quote, use his ceremonial role at the January 6th certification proceeding to fraudulently alter the election results, end quote. When the Vice President rebuffed them, he stirred his base of supporters to increase pressure on the Vice President. Ultimately, on the morning of January 6, 2021, he held a rally in Washington, D.C., where he, quote, repeated knowingly false claims of election fraud to gather supporters and directed them to the Capitol to obstruct the certification proceeding and exert pressure on the vice president to take the fraudulent actions he had previously refused. Fifth, 
And finally, from the January 6th rally, thousands of his supporters, quote, including individuals who had traveled to Washington and to the Capitol at his direction, end quote, swarmed the United States Capitol, causing, quote, violence and chaos, end quote, that required the Congress to temporarily halt the election certification proceeding. At that point, he and his co-conspirators, quote, exploited the disruption by redoubling efforts to levy false claims of election fraud and convince members of Congress to further delay the certification, end quote. Then, President Trump's efforts to overturn the election results were unsuccessful, and the Congress certified the Electoral College vote in favor of President-elect Biden. On January 11, 2021, nine days before President-elect Biden's inauguration, the House of Representatives adopted an impeachment resolution charging then-President Trump with, quote, incitement of insurrection. End quote. The single article of impeachment alleged that he had violated, quote, his constitutional oath faithfully to execute the office of President of the United States and his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed by inciting violence against the government of the United States, end quote. The impeachment resolution asserted that, quote, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state or federal officials, end quote. That his statements on the morning of January 6, quote, encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, end quote and that he attempted to, quote, subvert and obstruct the certification of the results of the 2020 presidential election, end quote, by other means, including by threatening a Georgia state official into manipulating the results. Importantly, by the time the United States Senate conducted a trial on the article of impeachment, he had become former President Trump. At the close of the trial on February 13, 2021, 57 senators voted to convict him and 43 voted to acquit him. Because two-thirds of the Senate did not vote for conviction, he was acquitted on the article of impeachment. On November 18, 2022, the U.S. Attorney General appointed John L. Smith as special counsel to investigate, quote, efforts to interfere with the lawful transition of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote, end quote. A Washington, D.C. grand jury returned the instant four-count indictment against former President Trump on August 1st, 2023, and on August 28th, 2023, the district court set a trial date of March 4th, 2024. Former President Trump filed four motions to dismiss the indictment, relying on one, presidential immunity, two, constitutional provisions, including the impeachment judgment clause and principles stemming from the double indemnity clause, three, 
statutory grounds and four allegations of selective and vindictive prosecution. On December 1st, 2023, the district court issued a written opinion denying the two motions that are based on presidential immunity and the two constitutional provisions. In relevant part, the district court rejected Trump's claim of executive immunity from criminal prosecution, holding that, quote, former presidents enjoy no special conditions on their federal criminal liability, end quote. It concluded that, quote, the Constitution's text, structure, and history do not support, quote, the existence of such an immunity, and that it would betray the public interest to grant a former president a categorical exception from criminal liability for allegedly attempting to usurp the reins of government. It also held that neither traditional double jeopardy principles nor the impeachment judgment clause provide that a prosecution following impeachment acquittal violates double jeopardy. Former President Trump filed an interlocutory appeal of the district court's presidential immunity and double jeopardy holdings. On December 13, 2023, We granted the government's motion to expedite the appeal and oral argument was held on January 9th, 2024. That's the end of Section 1, Background. I'm not going to read Section 2 of the decision, which deals with whether or not the D.C. District Court has jurisdiction over Trump's attempt to dismiss the four indictments brought by the District of Columbia Grand Jury. The bottom line is that they do. They summarize that section, Section 2, by saying, quote, Accordingly, we conclude that we have jurisdiction to reach the merits of former President Trump's appeal. End quote. So, in the next podcast, we'll go directly to Section 3, which addresses the issue of presidential immunity.